Tax Credit Tuesday. This is Michael Novogratik bringing you the Novogratik Report on Tax Credits, a weekly podcast on current issues affecting the low-income housing, new markets, historic, and energy tax credits. This weekly broadcast is brought to you by Novogratik & Company, a national accounting, valuation, and consulting firm focusing on affordable housing and community development. This week, we're going to cover three issues. First, the qualified contract proposed regulations, including a discussion of the hearing that was held on Monday, October 15, 2007. Next, we'll discuss the recently released list of difficult-to-develop areas for 2008. And third, we'll preview the upcoming Novogratz report on the impact of revised area median gross incomes that were released by HUD earlier this year. First, qualified contract rules. The qualified contract rules provide owners of tax credit housing, after the end of 14 years, the opportunity to ask their state tax credit agencies to find them a buyer of their property at a statutorily determined qualified contact price. If the state cannot find a buyer, then the owner can transition their property to market rents over three years. If the state can find a buyer, then the owner will need to decide if they truly want to sell the property at that price. But before you get uh, too interested in this provision, many states required owners to waive this right in order to receive an allocation of tax credits. California is one such state. If you have waived this right, there's no need to consider this option. These regulations were released over the summer and found numerous critics. While most commentators felt that the regulations were a good first effort, they did express concern about certain areas. These areas included the inclusion of land in the calculation of the qualified contract price at fair market value, the possible double counting of refinance distributions, as well as the definition of a bona fide offer. There were also numerous comment letters submitted to the IRS, and we have them at our website, which you can access at www taxcredithousing.com. There was a hearing held on October 15th when commentators objected to the provision that would include land in the contract price at fair market value. In addition, Rick Goldstein, an attorney with Nixon Peabody and representing the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition, commented on the importance of having a procedure to determine if a contract is bona fide. What does the future hold here? We'll have to wait and see. Next, we turn to the 2008 difficult development areas. Recently, HUD released revised difficult development areas. As you know, these are areas where if the property is located in the area, you can get a 30% bonus in low-income housing tax credits. Developers should always be sure to review the DDAs as soon as they're released to learn what areas are in and what areas fell out. This year, in 2008, the metro DDAs differed little from 2007. We note that Skagit County, Washington, Yolo County, California fell out, and Arecibo, Puerto Rico, was added. There were a greater number of changes in the list of non-metropolitan DDAs. In total, there were 34 additions and 32 deletions. Additions to the list included Seneca County in New York, while in Mississippi, the non-metro areas removed from the DDA list include Alcorn, Calhoun, and Prentice counties. For those of you who have areas that are now in DDAs, you should consider the impact that the additional eligible basis will have on making the project financially feasible. For those of you that have projects that fell out, you may want to talk to your state tax rate agency about applying for credits in 2008, in 2007. If you submit the application in 2007, then you can still be eligible for the higher boost even though your site will fall out in 2008. Thirdly, we wanted to talk about the updated AMG highs. Earlier this year, HUD released their annual update of area median gross income numbers. To the surprise of many, they also announced that the data source for these AMGI calculations had changed. 
and the average AMGI for most of the country was now lower. Since area median gross income, or AMGI, determines the income level for qualifying tenants and the rents that can be charged, these updated numbers have caused quite a fright across the industry. Novogratik has developed a report, which will be released in the next few weeks, that found some interesting facts. Many of you may already know the results of the study as we previewed this report at our San Francisco Affordable Housing Conference held last month. Some of the key facts that we found in this report, over 70% of the counties across America showed a decrease in area median gross income. This decrease in area median gross income would generally cause a decrease in rents. However, a decrease in rents was avoided through the use of a historical exception whereby area median gross income is not allowed to be less than the prior year. However, this does result in an income gap, so rents cannot rise until this income gap has been overcome. We ran some calculations and noted that in about a third of the counties that fall under this historical exception, they won't see an increase in rent for a year or more. We projected that nearly 50% of the counties under this historical exception will not likely see a rent increase for two to five years. And what's more frightening from an underwriting perspective and a future operations perspective is about 15% of the counties or similar areas are unlikely to see a rent increase for six to 10 years. We also do note, though, that there were 96 counties that saw allowable rents actually rise more than 5%. And a lot of these counties were in Mississippi. Well, that covers the issues for this week. Staying current and in the know is central to success in working with tax credits. And that's why Novograd and Company continues to offer fully researched and widely read books and periodicals, as well as leading educational and highly regarded tax credit conferences on affordable housing, community development, and renewable energy. We hope you'll join us at one of our upcoming events. We'll be in Miami later this week, November 7th to the 9th, for our Financing Renewable Energy Conference. We'll be in Las Vegas at the end of the month for our Tax Credit Housing Finance Conference. We'll then return to the East Coast in Miami January 9th to the 11th for our 14th Annual Tax Credit Developers Conference. Also, if you haven't heard already, some exciting changes await subscribers of the LHDC Monthly Report, Housing Bond Report, and Evaluation Report. Come January, we're going to combine all three newsletters into one 52-page, glossy publication titled the Novogratic Journal of Tax Credit Housing. More information on this, as well as our events, is available online at www.novoco.com. And that's our report for this week. We'll hope you join us again next week as we share with you the current status of legislation to extend the new market tax credit as well as renewable energy tax credits. This is Michael Novogratik. I'll be back next Tuesday, and thanks for listening.